0: hello everyone welcome to the first episode of plant-based or bust i'm your host rihanna and today is all about beginners my guest savannah and i are going to be answering all the frequently asked questions and giving advice to those of you who may be interested in starting your plant-based journey Hey, so we are here with Savannah. Hey, everyone. And Savannah, let's just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into the whole plant-based community. So I have been vegetarian for six years,
1: and my vegetarian journey actually started while I was living here in New York City, where I also currently reside, but I was here at the time just on a summer internship between college, I went to college in Savannah, Georgia. And it was so easy to eat plant based here that I just really started ordering only vegetarian meals. And then I was never really the type to prepare my own meat if what pre vegetarianism. So living in a big city really helped um, jumpstart my vegetarian journey. But I thought that that would be barrier to getting into it. But when I went back to my smaller towns, it wasn't as hard as I thought.
0: Good. So you said six years and the whole time you kind of just, you identify as vegetarian, right? So just no meat, you still eat eggs and cheese and all that good stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I could give up cheese.
0: (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. (laughs) And I know that we always get asked that question like, Oh, so you're not vegan. No, no. (laughs) No, I love the vegans. I have so many
1: vegan friends, and um, I totally support that journey. And everyone's diet can be their own. And something that I talked about with my family a lot, when they would be like, can you have that? Are you allowed to have that? I mean, there's no food police. Like, no one is, like, holding me to this. Like, if I wanted to go eat chicken tonight, I could. And the only person that is, I'm answering to is my inner voice. Like, there's no one that's like, okay, you're bad.
0: Absolutely. Bad you. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that is, like, a barrier for a lot of people, like, who might be thinking about getting into it. Like, oh, like, I want to try it, but I don't think I can give up this. Okay, then don't. Like, that's fine. <laughs> you can still eat that and, you know, just make your own choices. That's a really right. big part of I it. think
1: we'll talk about this as the season goes on, but, like, a lot of ways that the public has tried to get people into consuming less meat is, like, meatless Mondays. It's just, like, a a jumping off point. And honestly, I think a lot of people outside of letting themselves or someone down are worried about what people will say about the label. Like, um, I don't necessarily think millennials or Gen Z is worried about that if we're to put it into a generational perspective, but per se, baby boomers, I feel like their generation and maybe even Gen X and definitely older than those two generations are worried about what their friends in that same generation would say about their vegetarianism. I think that that can be broken down beyond generations too and into um, regions. Like, for example, in the deep south, I think being a vegetarian might be a hot topic.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And that's another thing we'll for sure touch on is how your location affects accessibility and the culture and literally every single aspect of it is affected by your age, race, location. Like it's really such an interconnected world. Like (laughs) everyone's is different. And that's one of the great things about it. Like you were saying about the diet police, that's a question that I get asked a lot because technically I'm pescatarian. So I eat fish, but it's not, you know, one of my favorites. I'm not a big fish girl. So typically I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm vegetarian. And they're like, Okay, you find out that I eat fish. Well, why do you eat fish? You know, do you think that (laughs) fish aren't animals? No, I don't. But it's just, that's just how my diet has evolved over the years. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. That's allowed. Yes. And it's what makes you happy at the end of the day. So, um,
1: a story that might be interesting to some of our listeners is that my dad grew up in that deep South that I was talking about. And because of that, he's a phenomenal Southern chef. He loves doing crawfish boils. And one Thanksgiving, we had a turducken. Like, I didn't eat it. I was vegetarian at that point. <laughs> <thanks hilarious>. God. <laughs> but like my dad loves cooking meat and like serving meat and like marinating, etc. Things we won't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> So I was really worried about telling my dad that I was going to continue my vegetarian journey because I was worried that I would hurt an idea in his head of something that we could continue to collaborate on or bond on when really we never bonded on it to begin with. So I don't know why I had that worry. But something that grew out of that was my understanding that I could feel okay eating mollusks. So I still will eat oysters and clams um, with my dad.
0: I love that. The same thing, like your culture plays into your diet. So that was part of your culture and you don't want to lose that piece of yourself by deciding to transition to something different. So you just kind of find a way to build that into what you're trying to progress towards. Yeah. And remove all
1: guilt. Anyone listening, trying to do that, remove all guilt. Like I, I remember the first time I did add oysters back into my diet I was like am I gonna get sick like what's gonna happen like no I just didn't get sick thank god I don't I think maybe if I tried like beef today I would be ill but like no one remove the guilt no one is going to come for you and you don't need to come for yourself like we often speak so negatively to ourselves in our our minds like this is another time to practice not doing that and be so positive and let yourself eat what you want when you want and Try to be better every day for it. As we know that having a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, pescatarian diet is better for the planet. So you're doing your best.
0: Absolutely. And that's so funny that you say that about eating beef and getting sick. My roommate, so we live together, right? We cook all of our meals together. We don't cook meat at home. We don't buy meat. Um, and so she went out of town this past weekend and had lamb as like a big dinner and she was so sick the next day and she came home and she's telling me about it and she's like I think that my body just can't handle red meat anymore and I'm like I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry but yay
1: (laughs) yes yeah like yay no more um it's funny because my boyfriend and we'll get more into this on this episode. I think he eats meat, um, but we don't really prepare meat at home. Definitely not red meat. If he, he might buy, um, chicken from time to time, but, um, he has had, uh, a little bit of a stomach issue after after having read meat out of a restaurant because he hadn't had it in so long. So
0: right. Oh my gosh. So how did that kind of progress? Like obviously you're dating and then you move in together and you're like, okay, so you know the meals that your mom used to make, like a steak dinner, like I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, I think this is a great time to add context right now. So I'm
1: Rihanna's pseudo aunt. Yes. We say aunt here, but yes, we do. not by marriage yet. <laughs> So my boyfriend is her biological uncle, and he was not – he did not pressure me to prepare meat at all when we moved in together. When we moved in together, I was already a vegetarian for two years. Um and when we started dating, I was a vegetarian for one year. So he wasn't. He never pushed that on me. Um, and then whenever it was my turn to cook, I was just making vegetarian meals. It was kind of always understood that um, if he wanted meat, he would have to prepare it. The only thing I'll still do, I'll make him like a lunch meat sandwich. Yeah. I do kind of like
0: that's doable. with think. But
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I could. I you won't see me touching any raw meat to track back to my history with um vegetarianism really why I I never liked meat as a kid I um like I would still eat it but I could get grossed out and that is ultimately what became my continuation factor is just getting very uneasy with the idea of what I was putting in my body and like interacting with an animal Mm -hmm. in person and then going back and thinking about that connection of what it was, it just wasn't the vibe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I have a different perspective on that because I never made a transition. Right. So my mom was the one who took the leap and was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this anymore. And then that was just kind of passed down to us. So I didn't have the hardship of, you know, Making it a change in my diet, or deciding and being brave enough to go through with it, and tell everybody, "Hey, this is something I'm not doing anymore." Like, don't expect that from me anymore. It was just kind of always, "Oh, she doesn't eat meat." Like, that's just you know, it was always just there. Yeah, and but your dad, yes, yeah, so does. yeah, yeah, and so my mom um decided to go vegetarian after she was already with my dad and so I really don't know how that went but you know now it's it's fine it's normal he if he wants chicken for dinner he'll make it and yeah she doesn't really cook meat for him either and so my my little brother he also eats meat and he does the same thing he'll make himself an entire chicken for dinner and my mom will just be sitting there like watching him (laughs) like I
1: remember meeting you guys and hearing that um the girls were still vegetarian. Riley is pescatarian too, right?
0: Yeah, she or, kinda yeah. she ventures now, but for the most for part. For context yeah. everyone, Riley is my sister. Ian's yes. younger sister. And then Cole is the
1: brother that she was talking about. And I remember hearing that Cole was at the time this was I guess five years ago d- um, dabbling into starting to eat chicken a little bit like his dad but he still went back and forth and I I definitely made connection to a potential um, patriarchal through line there
0: absolutely the it's eating it's, meat. it's very much a, oh my son's not gonna be vegetarian like my son's gonna eat meat like a man like it's silly silly and there's <laughs> No gender associated with eating meat. Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> please, it doesn't matter. You can eat or not eat whatever you want to eat, regardless of your gender. Regardless so of your gender. And
1: there's simply no benefit, testosterone or not wise by having a certain diet. Like if you can get all kinds of nutrients in all kinds of ways. And I think... um. Talking about our cultures and how you were born into it reminds me of the fact that there are entire religions that um, practice vegetarianism, and I'm sure we'll get into that as the season evolves. Just Absolutely. Just wetting our listeners' palate on the fact that this isn't just something, a switch that people make. This can be something like that you are born into,
0: like our lovely host here. It's almost like we... I'm not sure if this is the right word but the only one coming to mind is like gentrified not eating meat. You know, kind of like whitewashed it really, you know, now it's mm-hmm. all these like um meat alternatives and everything's like you know, we we all know how it is. You see all the commercials for the impossible burgers and everything like that. But like you're saying there's cultures that, you know, they just have these meals without meat and it's definitely something that needs to be acknowledged and talked about more than it is. Yeah.
1: I love falafel. Falafel. Yes. falafel, (laughs) So good. And I think continuing to give you guys a surprise for the season as it comes on, I think we'll definitely do a deep dive into, um, meat alternatives and like the difference between per se, like a fake pulled, pork that you can get in the freezer section or a jackfruit that's sauced with a barbecue sauce like how those two things are different and um our
0: reactions to those so more to come on that for sure um let's circle back to I remember let's see the first time I really remember you kind of coming into like our family space was for my graduation so what was that like four years ago my high school graduation four years ago next month oh my god
1: <laughs> oh my gosh was it only four yeah mm. oh my gosh wow oh. I was definitely nervous to meet you guys of course as any any significant other is to me of course extended family of a partner
0: yeah. yeah so I remember when you came and um coming into our space and we are all vegetarian and you know we're having dinner at you know pasta restaurant not steakhouse and we're coming and we all have our little potluck and there's whatever impossible burgers on the grill veggie burgers all that stuff and just kind of hopefully that was a little bit of like an ease for you like it was amazing Um, yeah and that same trip
1: I heard about how your mom had raised you guys like that and I was like I don't know why but i had never given the fourth thought into um a mom or a parental to child diet suggestion um so i was like that's awesome and it was awesome even more so that you guys um continued on i thought that that was even more telling that she definitely guided you guys with your own opinions to be able to continue on or not and then you guys still chose to continue vegetarian but yeah I was elated to have more people in the room with me that had the same diet because so frequently at a family event so
0: frequently like what do we make for you are these the brussels sprouts or not? the dreaded yeah. question you want um Mashed potatoes and yeah. a vegetable.
1: How about a salad? We're going to have a protein in two sides. Are the two sides enough for you?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. I can't even count how many times I've had that conversation. And it honestly makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it with a passion. Like, I don't, you know, and this is something that I kind of need to overcome. Like, I don't want to be that girl that needs a special meal. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just... I hate it. I don't know. Like, we went um, went and visited my boyfriend's family in Virginia a couple weeks ago. And, you know, his mom's super sweet. And she, she made me, um, what was it, like eggplant euros. And what else did she do? She was super creative. Like, you could tell she put effort into finding things that, She's like, like- researching and things that could still be like part of the meal but just like an additional like supplement and kind of replacement so like that was so sweet but you know we went to the grocery store with her and she's like oh is this gonna be okay for you like is this gonna be enough and I'm like this is amazing but also terrible (laughs) like
1: (laughs) I know you feel bad
0: but ultimately
1: you're not gonna eat what they eat so it's like either like look out for yourself or you're gonna be starving and looking out for yourself as you're on your own kid to you're on your favorite. own kid
0: <laughs> love the taylor swift reference can't forget love that taylor swift in every reference. episode
1: <laughs> we will have one That's at awesome. the end of the season if you catch all all references we'll send you a gift card too <laughs> Just <Let's kidding>. <laughs>
0: I'm like, what's a good vegetarian actually, restaurant? We actually had a um,
1: you know how there are like pre made meal services that you can get like shipped to your door, like frozen meals that are either fully pre made that require little work or like some more work. Yes, one popped up a few blocks from us called Mosaic, and it's all plant based. And like the pop up was where you could try or just buy the buy the meals there, but you could also have them shipped to you. Um, ultimately we didn't. Have any shipped to us? We got some there to try and it was good. But I love that so many brands are filling those holes in the market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like I constantly see things like that on my feed, like just being inclusive about it and really trying to market to this whole other demographic. Like it's super important. A lot of restaurants, a lot of companies are either popping up or adding things to their own. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. the menus I, have definitely gotten more robust in the vegetarian category over the years. I feel like there's still some work to be done on the vegan side, definitely. But um, the vegetarian side is not just salads anymore. But unfortunately, I feel like some some vegan options are still just salads, especially if you're a vegan who's worried about cross-contamination. That's really hard at a restaurant. Yeah,
0: and that is – that's a whole other thing to get into – and a lot of people have different opinions on it different you know levels of comfort and you know their their boundary on that basically and for me I don't really think about that like if it's not a huge chunk of, of yeah if it's not a huge chunk of meat, then is you know none of my business
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the only thing that like, gravy – like, you know how – like, gravy is not out of sight, out of mind for me. No. Like, because it's straight up made with – like, I can't
0: – The broth. It's yeah.
1: A, yeah, no, I can't. Because it tastes like it. it's still broth and gravy both still taste like meat because it's made, obviously, with it. So, that's not an out of sight, out of mind situation for clarity to our listeners. It's more so like, oh, this pan was potentially used – Yes, with some other. Exactly. Animal
0: and, right. Or like if they have, um, for example, the Chick-fil-A sandwich that they recently came out with, they were testing it in like Denver and I want to say South Carolina, but it was the cauliflower sandwich. And they specifically were marketing it as not vegetarian because it's used. They fry it in the same oil as the chicken sandwiches. And so for that reason, they, they didn't want to come out and say, here's a vegetarian sandwich, even though it's cauliflower and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not meat. They, they didn't want to get into that kind of murky I think area. That's they're,
1: they're, they choose one lane not to be problematic in.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I would still eat I actually, that.
1: yeah, <laughs> I would still eat that too. I would still eat that too. that
0: sounds actually very
1: good I love cauliflower
0: so good politics aside politics aside a cauliflower chicken sandwich I'm there (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes um but yeah it's so it's so awesome to see like all of these new things like so you kind of started eating vegetarian in New York City right so yes
1: I actually remember where I was the restaurant that I decided that I was gonna get a plant based option. Really? And I walked by it the other day and I was like, oh my God.
0: Oh <laughs> I was like I need like a little photo where... shoot in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> put a it selfie. in here. We put it here. I... <laughs> insert photo here. <laughs> insert photo here.
1: I think um I think what it was, it was like a health, so it's to backtrack again a little bit. Um my i was interning in new york for the second summer it was my second summer there living here interning and that previous school year my um one of my best friends at college her name is julia and she i I think she watched something yeah i believe that's what it was and she immediately made the switch to be vegan like it was like overnight and i remember and I'm going to be honest with you guys here. I remember being, like, judgy about it. Yeah. Because I was like, come on, girl. Like, no. Like, you just watch something. Like, you're not right. going to change your lives. And, like, like selfishly, our friend group's lives like this. Ultimately, right. I was overreacting. None of that was valid. And it came from a place of fear. I can see and, that now. Yeah, looking
0: not being back. educated. And also, like... Mm-hmm people who don't stick with it, you know, ever anyone could say, Oh, I'm gonna do this right now, but yeah, not stick with it. And
1: because it was so quick, I definitely did not think she would stick with it. Um, and that was I guess if I've been vegetarian for six years, that was like seven and a half or eight years ago on her part. And she is still vegan um and sometimes dabbles vegetarian.
0: Yay. Um
1: (laughs) yeah, so She really inspired me definitely. So it was about like eight months later and I remember how I reacted in the moment. I don't know if I really showed that reaction to her, but I do remember feeling like kind of like a tail between my legs moment when I went back to her and I was like, okay, well now I'm vegetarian (laughs) too. And honestly, she is so amazing. She had nothing but open arms and was just excited to be able to, you know, um, have someone to share meals with that restaurants because that is ultimately like we share meals and we're together and um having someone in the friend group that you're getting going to the restaurant with also vegetarian is like you guys are tribe
0: (laughs) yeah that is awesome it's so important definitely it's hard to be like an outlier in that situation
1: it is it is because you don't want any you're like order whatever obviously like I'm Yes. Like you guys get get the yes. shrimp appetizer if you want, get the chicken tenders to share if you like want. Like I'm not stopping anyone from doing that. But sometimes you end up with like a whole meal like that you might want to be sharing with someone and no one wants to share. So it's exciting when you have a like-minded diet with you. But um to jump back into the story that I was telling you before, I left New York that September down to Savannah, Georgia. Which isn't necessarily the deep south I was talking about, but definitely Southern. Yes. However, because my art school was there, the Savannah College of Art and Design, it's very um forward thinking. I would say it's yes. like a leftist city in a in a in a state in a state that is now a swing state. Um so it was easier to eat vegetarian there, um, but not as easy. As New York, of course.
0: Yeah. And so for me, the town that I grew up in and was raised vegetarian in has 8,000 people, you know, one high school, like not very many restaurants that aren't fast food. And so in that situation, it becomes really difficult and really embarrassing, honestly, when all Mm -hmm. you can eat anywhere you go is a salad or grilled cheese like classic grilled cheese classic and I love a grilled cheese but it's definitely like impacted the way that I view food today you know I kind of have like in the back of my mind like every meal I eat has to have bread and cheese in it or I'm not going to be satisfied you know like (laughs) and that's terrible sometimes
1: (laughs) sometimes at the end of the day I will realize that all of my meals were a variation of bread and cheese i'm like am i okay
0: no we're not okay not okay like literally i went to panera with my sister a couple weeks ago and she got a bread bowl of mac and cheese and a grilled cheese on the side
1: i'm (laughs) like girl come on cheese it does it has a big effect on what you are comfortable eating and um
0: yeah and I think that, um, restaurant culture is a big deterrent for a lot of people, you know, something that might kind of get in your way. It's like, okay, well I'm trying to make this switch, but I want to go out with my friends and they're going here. And I don't know if there's anything that I'm going to be able to eat there. So what do you do? Like you look up get the menu new new beforehand. <laughs> <they're not>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get new friends. <laughs> no, don't, don't get any friends, but honestly, most of my friends ask me to look at the menu before we confirm if we're going yeah. to a place. Luckily in New York, we don't, I don't really need to do that. There's almost like, like it's oh, every restaurant has at least three vegetarian, at least two vegetarian yeah. yes. um options. But my friends and family now, before we decide on a place, ask me to look at the menu. And that is a boundary that you can set with your friends in a nice way. There's always a nice way to do something. Just be like, Let's imagine you just turned, turned as if you're the Hulk. You just decided to become (laughs) vegan, vegetarian or pescatarian. Mm -hmm. And the next weekend you're going on a big trip with your friends. That could be a really hard time to stay true to that decision. My guidance to you would be to sit down with your close confidants in that group, the people that you are closest with and ask them, Hey, before we decide on a meal or before we decide on a restaurant, could you help me and advocate for me when we decide asking the, the group that if I can look at the menu before we decide to make sure there are options for me? Absolutely. I think even if your friends aren't meatless, having an ally there can really help you carve out the space that you you deserve that. You deserve someone to look at your diet as valid. So, um, sit down with your friends and talk about that option of them being an ally or an advocate for you because it's what a good friend would do.
0: Yeah, if your friends aren't doing that, bye bye <laughs> no, Sit but down and, that, and
1: talk to them or cut them off.
0: Literally. And that goes for anything. Like, if your friend w- had a gluten intolerance or lactose intolerance, you know, you would do the exact same thing. Like, you're not going to take them to a ice cream shop like without seeing if there's something that they can have first you know so it's just yeah definitely something to have those hard conversations about that shouldn't be hard if you have good people in your life I agree and
1: hopefully as the years continue it shouldn't be hard in general to always get at least three options at restaurants around America and then further on the globe and the following years that have just plenty of options for all kinds of diets because you're right I mean it might not be as severe as an allergy but it's it's a choice that people should respect
0: yes agreed okay so to close us out let's talk about the health aspects of it a little bit we were kind of um discussing before we came into this that we both kind of have the sniffles right now and just wondering like If your diet affects that, I mean, I'm sure there's research out there on it. I haven't really looked into it, honestly. But like, is there any other health things that you notice, Savannah?
1: So um, I think I guess when I was about 24, I got my first like adult blood work done. And at that point I was I had been a vegetarian for two years, two two or three years. I'm sorry, I can't do the backwards math right now. Um and I, and during that blood work panel, I, like, let it be known, like, hey, I'm a vegetarian. I would love to know, like, any nutrient deficiencies. And I was iron deficient, um, which is a big nutrient that you get from meat. So I did start taking iron supplements. And just look on the market, and you can find um, ones that are right for you and the, value, like the amount of iron in each pill. But I've um, never seen any side effects from them personally, and I do feel more energized after taking them. And I also will make um, protein smoothies when I remember, but I don't really love the taste of protein powder. So yeah, always just of... find something that works right for you. Yes, but absolutely. I still definitely don't think I'm getting as much pro- like nutrients that in regard to meat at as the same as like a someone with that kind of diet. So I, yeah, I do worry that I might be getting a cold more because of it. But that is a journey that we can continue on during this podcast too. And maybe this is a time that we research that and we do some A-B testing for our followers Definitely. and they can follow along.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of remember that there is professionals that can help you. Like you're saying, you let them know I'm a vegetarian. And same for me. I always, you know, tell my doctors, I don't eat meat. And they always recommend, you know, some supplements that might be right for me. So if you're not sure where to start that, could be a place to start like talk to your healthcare professional see if it's something that could work for your body like I know some um, one of my coworkers, she's not able to go fully vegetarian because she needs some sort of um, iron and protein in there so that doesn't work for her so she has to adjust her diet accordingly and that's okay you know you still need to be taking care of your body even if your brain is making other choices
1: Agree. And I love that she took the time to find that out about her body. And again, bring it back to no guilt. There's no guilt. If you have to do any kind of diet, like we're not here to guilt anyone. We're here to support someone making a transition that might be difficult in their life.
0: And we're excited
1: to do this journey over the next first season.
0: Yay thank you so much savannah that was awesome and we are excited for the next episode to talk about more things thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of plant based or bust come back next time where savannah and i will be doing a deep dive into meat substitutions meat alternatives everything on the market right now and giving you some ideas for your next meatless monday